Hey, welcome to the Institute of Biblical Defense. My special guest is Pastor and Dr. Phil Fernandez. He's a senior pastor at Trinity Bible Fellowship and the president of the Institute of Biblical Defense. So we are going to be answering some questions, uh, obviously, based in the Bible. And a lot of these questions, I think, are not only good for believers to be solid on, but these are also questions that uh, non-believers uh, are probably wondering about. So the first question I want to ask is, what must I do to be saved? Dr. Phil. Yeah, and that was the question the Philippian jailer asked the Apostle Paul and his colleague Silas after the earthquake in the Philippian jail. And Paul responded by, by saying, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And let him know that, that applied to his household as well. If they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, they would be saved. And it's it's kind of counterintuitive. We like to think that we can offer something and earn our way into heaven, but the Bible is real clear. You know, Romans 3, verse 10, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the Bible teaches that we're all sinners. Adam and Eve were created perfect, but they blew it in the garden and we've inherited a corrupted, fallen nature from them, so we're conceived sinful, and so it's just natural for us to sin. And um, and so God gave us the law uh, not to save us, but to show us that we're sinners and we need a Savior. So Paul says in Galatians 3.24 that the, uh, the law is a substitute teacher to lead us to Christ. Romans 3.20, Paul says that uh, we will not become righteous by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious conscience of sin. So the, rev the law reveals God's holy standards to us, and when we try to obey that in our own strength, we fall short, and the law shows us, look, God is holy, and you're not. Things aren't right with God. You have a guilty conscience, and you need to look to God for the way of salvation. And praise God that God provided salvation for us by God the Son. God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But because God loved us, John three sixteen, he sent his only begotten Son. So God the Son became a man and lived that perfect life and perfectly fulfilled the law that we could not uh, perfectly obey. And, um, and then he died on the cross for our sins. He took our punishment upon himself, died on the cross for our sins, Peter mentions that in 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 3.18. Um, John the Baptist refers to Jesus as the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Paul calls him in 1 Corinthians 5.7, calls Jesus our Passover Lamb. So we're passed over for judgment by the blood of the Lamb. And so Jesus is the only way to be saved. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, John 14, 6. And so Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Then he bodily rose from the dead to conquer death for us. You know, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Jesus conquered death for us. And so if we trust in Jesus alone for salvation, then uh, we're saved. We received, we receive eternal life. We're born again through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, "You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born again." So we're born again through the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit begins to change us from within. 
Uh, but we have the righteousness of Christ as a free gift. That's our standing before God. Uh, but in practice, we still sin. And so we need to be more and more conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so rather than outwardly conformed to the pattern of the world, we need to be inwardly transformed by the renewing of our minds through the power of the Holy Spirit and the reading of God's word and prayer and fellowship with other believers. And um, But we are saved by God's grace alone. It's a free gift. We can't earn it. We're saved by God's grace alone through faith alone in the true Jesus of the Bible alone. So we're saved by God's grace if we trust in the Lord Jesus alone for salvation. Jesus is both willing and able to save uh, good works are not the cause of salvation. Good works are the result of salvation. Christians do not do good works to get saved. We do good works because we are saved. So the short answer there is that, you know, by through Jesus' death and resurrection, you know, God the Son becoming a man, dying on the cross for our sins, rising from the dead to conquer death for us, uh, that is the gospel. That is the good news of salvation. And if we trust in the Lord Jesus for salvation, uh, then he saves us, and then we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit who begins to change us from within. Uh, any other uh, supposed gospel or good news is Paul says anyone who preaches another gospel other than the one that has already been preached, let him be accursed. He says that in Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. And um, so that's the one true gospel is that we're all sinners, we cannot save ourselves, but Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead to conquer death for us. And so if we trust in Jesus alone for salvation, he is both willing and able to save. He will save us. Um, Jesus loves us enough to save us in the midst of our sin, but then he loves us too enough, he loves us so much that he doesn't leave us in the midst of our sin. He begins to change us from within. And that kind of leads into what I was just thinking is we live in a culture right now. And, and obviously a lot of things that we talk about is very relevant and cult anything about the Bible is relevant. Uh, but we look at that culture, what's going on right now in our world, uh, the alphabet mafia, where you can have, when, when I say that, I don't mean any disrespect. It's just, there's so many letters added onto the LGBTQ plus and ding, 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 ding. So it's just, the alphabet, I mean, because they're continually adding it. And I don't mean disrespect when I say that. It's just I don't have enough brain power and storage space to keep up with all the acronyms. So with that being said, my question is, is that is a huge thing in our culture right now and is being pushed by uh, a group of individuals that definitely are very and, and the government and the government yeah. and uh, and they definitely don't like the christians and the christians are the are the problem right now they're the ones that are that are holding back the progression mm -hmm. and stuff so we have friends and we have family members that are in the midst of this mm -hmm. so and it says, what must I do to be saved? And you gave a great explanation on what the biblical response is to be saved. But then you have other people that look at the Old Testament and say, well, look, look at where they said, take your take your kid and you take him outside the city and you stone him for being disobedient and stuff like that. Then how can we have such a, a loving God if that's, is that the same God that is right now? That's, that's Jesus right now is 
what about that? This yeah. old tyrant of a of a god. How can yeah. I love them? Yeah, two two things. First first off, we have to either acknowledge, look, you know, we're on this planet and God is God, we're not. There is a God, you're not him. Amen. So we either have to live to try to please God and um and look to how we can be saved by God, or we can look to ourselves and make ourselves God. And then demand that, you know, if, I, if I'm a male and I want to be a female, I'll claim to be a female, identify as a female or whatever. So, I mean, so in the end, there's a volitional choice that has to be made. All the evidence in the world that we could give for Christianity isn't going to be enough if a person is so depraved and has chosen, look, I am God. God is not God. And they're not going to word it that way, but that's what it comes down to. So that's a bit real problematic area there is uh, trying to chip away at hardened hearts, and that can only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. All we can do is love people where they're at and speak the truth in love and not compromise. Um, but uh, but the, the other factor there, when people turn to the Old Testament and say that God is this ruthless, cruel God and, and things of that sort, um, you have to keep in mind that God was very, very strict with his chosen people, his chosen nation, the nation of Israel, because he chose Abraham in the midst of all these other nations that were worshiping false gods, and um, and he was going to give his true revelation. And because and so God blessed Israel to be a blessing to all nations. And through Jesus, uh, the the seed of Abraham, the gospel has gone to all mankind. And uh, but but in order to protect his revelation. Uh, his salvation message to all mankind, his truth, his word to all mankind, in order to protect it, he had to be extremely uh, strict with the Jewish people. So there could be no toleration of homosexuality. There could be no toleration uh, of sorcery and false belief and of gross disrespect for one's parents and, and things of that sort. And, um, and so God had to be very, very strict with them. And now the gospel's gone to all nations. Our na- our laws in Gentile nations, we you know we acknowledge that God's moral laws, as taught in the Old Testament, still apply to all mankind in New Testament times. But the ceremonial laws uh, don't necessarily apply, nor do the civil laws, the punishments for crimes. And so each each country has to decide what's best for itself. But God's moral laws is still, you know, thou shalt not kill. Yeah, they it, haven't changed. Yeah, and so, um, and so, but what's happening now in America is we're replacing God's moral laws with the moral views, or I should say, the immoral views of of, of pagan cultures. Yes, and so all of a sudden, you know, if uh, you know, marriage isn't one man and one woman for one lifetime faithful to each other. Now, marriage can be two members of the same sex or multiple members of different sexes and and all of a sudden you know and and it's look if there's an lgbt person we got to love them but by loving them we got to tell them the truth and pray for them if they're not open to the truth just pray for them if they ask you what your view is give them your view for based on the bible 
And uh, and then when they try to smash you, just say, hey, you just ask me you to ask. share my view. You don't really exactly. want. In fact, I've even had some relatives when they ask my view on UFOs and things like that. I said, you don't want to hear my view because it's based on the Bible. And he said, what, the Bible addresses that? And I said, well, I think it does. And, and um, what's your view then? And it's like, no, I don't want to tell you because you're going to get mad at me. And so eventually they beg me to share my view and I share my view with them and then they can't get mad at me. But uh, but it's very, very difficult. But the best thing we could possibly do is just love people where they're at and stand up for the truth, not compromise it and um, and show them what a true community of love is all about. And that should be our local churches so that people should want that kind of love rather than the pseudo love that's coming from the world and the evil one. Yes. No, that's a great answer. I mean, and I asked this for a, a very personal reason and because I have family members that uh, that live this alternative lifestyle. So it's it, it's kind of tough, uh, like every single day having to live this and loving and being hated, not by one, but by another individual in my family being hated because of my, my view. Mm-hmm. I can separate the two. I mean, I love the individual, but, but hate the sin. What I believe biblically is, is a sin. Uh, but I still love the individual. I mean, they're my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, blood is blood. Uh, we might disagree, but because of me becoming the faith, and that's why I was saying, why is it so important? What's so important? Or what can a believer do when they become a believer? Or what can an individual do when they become a believer? Yeah. Uh, because once I did, I, I was, I was attacked. Yeah. So well, with the nation of Israel, God gave them a very distinct diet. Yes. And back then there were no computer games. <laughs> um, you, if you fellowship with people, you broke bread with them Yes. and the Jews couldn't eat with the pagans. And so we have to really understand the importance of peer pressure that God wanted to protect mm. the Jewish people from negative yes. peer pressure so they would remain true from pagan peer pressure, so they would remain true to the faith. And in America, for so long, we the peer pressure has been be a good Christian, be a godly person. So if you were an adulterer, or you swore, you got drunk, people looked down on you, they didn't respect you. Now everything's turned up upside down. It's Isaiah 520. What are those who call evil good and good evil? And so now the peer pressure is coming from the other side. So there's an awful lot of people that I don't think would identify as a member of the opposite sex, except they want to be loved, they want to be accepted, and all the peer pressure is, look, if you're not cool and you want to be cool, if you're not popular and you want to be popular, come out of the closet and identify as this or identify as that. And then we were doing that to little children who aren't even sure about their own identity yet. They're just growing little, little guys. That's horrible. And uh, to mutilate little children and and uh, hormone treatment and stuff like that. This is this is a godless, godless culture. Yep. And I, I think the I think we're if we're not in the last days, I'd be shocked. Things are getting really, really crazy. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, so, with that, we're going to continue this conversation uh, again. Join us uh, here next week, and we might pick it up where we left off, or we just might move on and do something else. It really depends. So anyways, God bless, and I hope you've enjoyed, uh, again, talking with Dr. Phil and the Institute of Biblical Defense.